You said something interesting during your introductory press conference that if you could sort of think back to the time you were in college, you, you kind of makes you cringe. What would Pat Murphy today say to Pat Murphy, the 28-year-old, the young 30-something, who's winning all these games thinking he's on top of the world? Yeah, learn, learn the game, man. Learn the game. Learn, learn what coaching's all about. Um, chill out. You know what I mean? You ain't that good. You know what I mean? Um, but you can get there because my heart was in the right place. I wanted to help these guys feel like a million bucks. I wanted them to walk to the dish feeling like a million bucks. I wanted the other team to go, holy shit, we're playing them. And I wanted them to be uncomfortable. But the manner that I went about it sometimes was, I think was inappropriate. The foundation of what you just said, that has to exist at the major league level, right? I would think so, yeah. I mean, that's, that's the only way I know how to do it. So, I mean, it's in there. You know, and it's what, what you want players to, to walk out on the field and, and feel. Yeah. Matt, you came in 2015? At the end of... October of 2015, 15, I think it was. I think, Okay, yeah. so you're a similar timeline, Yeah. right? The both of you sort of come into the organization from outside, very different walks of life. You're from San Diego, came from Tampa. Had you ever had thoughts of identifying Pat as a managerial candidate? Not necessarily for Milwaukee at the time, but over the course of time getting to know Pat, you think to yourself, man, this, yeah, this, this guy's got a world of talent and experience. He'd be perfect. Of course. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you spend enough time with a guy and, the, and the, like you said earlier, the resume that he has and when you talk enough baseball and, and all the ways that he wants to win and, and will find ways to win and, and provide an edge for your team. Yeah. That's going to be an advantage to any team. And so, yeah, I think he's had this uh, in him for a long time, and it goes back to the track record of winning well before I even met him. You used the word continuity to start the, your press conference today, Matt. Some people view that as, well, it's the easy hire. He's just there, right? It's just the easy way out. It wasn't an exhaustive search. What do you say to those responses? <laughs> I would say that we spent an inordinate amount of time on this, and, and um, really, you know, cast, like I said, we cast an extremely wide net. Um, and again, I think that it speaks volumes to, you know, Pat and, you know, and Ricky and, and all the people here that this is, this is, these are the people that we want to bet on. You know, what he really is, wants to say to you, he wants to say, do you think hiring this guy is easy? There's <laughs> nothing easy about it. <laughs> he knows that. No. He, he wants to say that, you know, like you don't know this guy very well if you think that's the easy hire. <laughs> no, no, well, I hadn't thought about that, but you're, no. You're, no, you know I'm right. <laughs> Wait, who grilled who in the interview process? It's, no, it's, it's, we've been grilling each other for years. It's, it's, that's why I love him. And yeah, so, it's, look, it's it's uh, not is, an easy. There's nothing easy. I guess that's for him. That's why I hadn't thought about that when hire. you put it that way. There's nothing easy about that. But it's 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 the right thing to do. You know, it really is. It's it's going to be. I'm really excited about it. How will you push each other? Because Pat, you want to win, right? This team is 92 wins last year, division championship, and. There are some who believe, well, they lost their manager. This thing is going downhill. But you don't take this job if things are going downhill. No, I still take the job if things are going you downhill. Do. Yeah, hell yeah. I mean, it's a chance to manage in the big leagues. Um, but I'm, you can call it going downhill anyway. You can predict it. You can do anything you want. It's our job to prevent it and then build from there. You know? So I don't. Yes, I would have taken the job if it was going downhill. Yes, I would have taken the job if whatever. I, I wanted this opportunity to lead, and it's, it's very special. 
you guys can measure it in wins. That's fine. I probably will too in so many ways. But um, there's more to this job. There's more things to do that are really gratifying. You know, the impact you can have on people. Um, you know, the message you can send to so many people. Like, that's what coaching is. Not, not every great coach is in the Hall of Fame. Not every great, you know, uh, legendary college football coach gets the, the press that Bear Bryant or, you know, Lou Holtz gets, you know. Um, so it's about coaching the profession. It's, it's, it's awesome. So these opportunities come, you take them. It doesn't matter. You're not looking for it to be up or down or whatever. That's, that's for you guys to predict, you know. You know, Matt, as I look at everything that's transpired over the last week or so, and, and you may have felt this coming, when a manager gets to a free agency, it's maybe not a great sign that he'll return. The idea that, and I think it's a perception, but perhaps it's, it's, it's true, that Craig felt he just was ready for a different challenge, that the opportunity to win a World Series was better elsewhere. Does that sting at all to you as someone who architects the roster and tries to put the team in place to be successful and a team that won 92 games last year? Yeah, look, I, I think um, I don't want to get into the mind of, of Craig and, and all the ingredients that went into his decision. Um, I know that, and Pat mentioned this earlier, you know, we've, we've put a, a good product on the field here for a long time, and I think Craig has been a huge part of that. He really has, and I think it's our job to find a way to get us to that next level. You know, that's, that's what we're about because we've, we've done a lot here and a lot of good. Um, Craig has been an enormous part of that. I'm certainly thankful for my relationship with Craig. Um, I know Pat is as well. Um, but, you know, this is a new chapter for us, and, and I'm excited to, to take the next step with Pat and with everybody here. You got to know Craig over your time with the Brewers. You obviously have known Craig for 37 years. Uh, that relationship as strong as ever? I think so. Yeah, I, I don't think it'll ever change. You can't go through all that, you know what I mean? Like uh, recruiting him as a player, crushing him his first three years there, and then developing a, a deeper uh, next level uh, relationship. And then through the minor leagues, through the big leagues, you know, through starting out in coaching, like, and then being next to him for eight years, no, nothing's ever gonna break that. No, no single baseball game, no. But uh, are we gonna try to beat their ass? Hell yes, you know what I mean? But the relationship will stay. I, I know Craig always preached having a connected and his clubhouse. wife and his kids. <laughs> All that, uh, you know. And he always preached having a connected clubhouse, something that you've been a part of. I want to ask, based upon your experience, have you ever been a part of a team that had all the talent but wasn't connected? And the flip side of that, a team that maybe wasn't quite as talented but was incredibly connected. The, the, no doubt. No, I mean, you learned that lesson early on. You know, what would you rather have? I'd rather have a really good team that's connected. You know, the best of both. Yeah, that's what you'd rather have. But the connected team is a way more fun to coach. The disconnected team challenges more of a coach. But sometimes you get that, and that's what you got to work with. You know what I mean? Today, this is what we're, we got dealt. These are the cards. So do the best best you can. Um, I think that's that's the way to look at it. I don't think you. You know, you don't you don't spend your life predicting or wondering or saying, well, we're not good at this or it's our offense, it's our defense. It's all connected. Offense is connected to pitching, and pitching's connected to defense, and you know it all it all blends together. It's about it's about what what are you putting out there? You know what I mean? And 
it's, it's, um, we have a tendency to break it down because all you guys are so interested and the game is so popular, like you break everything down. But f from our standpoint, it really comes back to like, you're constantly trying to gain an edge. You're constantly trying to build that resiliency with your team. And then you, you let the chips fall where they may and, you know, prepare them to play good. And hopefully they treat themselves good and get back up and do it again the next day. Does that start with you? I think the leadership, you know, uh, trickles down. I think it, I think they sense that, hey, this guy's showing up every day to compete. I'm ready every day to compete. That's, that's the most important thing. Matt, I guess I want to start with you. you. You talked about this being a process, you know, but when did that process start to dial in that question a little more? The first inclination that you would be looking for a new manager, when did that enter your mind? Yeah, I, I think, you know, obviously we had worked with Craig for, for so many years and, and I think as, as conversations continue to drag on, we thought it was responsible to spend more time thinking about what life might be without him, you know, and Again, as I said, it, it, the, the more time you spend on it um, and then you start thinking about the ingredients that are important to you and, and your franchise, you keep coming back to Pat Murphy. And that, that was something that really resonated with me and our staff and our ownership group as all the things that we were looking for were here the whole time. How long did it take to arrive at that conclusion from when you started the process to today? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a slow transitioner, so I, I, like to, I like to spend real time thinking about everything. Um, you can ask my wife about that. Uh, but, but I think the, the reality is, um, you know, it, once, once you have clarity and focus on the things that matter the most, the people just fall into place, you know, and, and that's what it was. And, and it was here the whole time. And the amount of time that we've spent together, um, you know, it makes this, this very seamless. And I'm really excited about it. All right. So did, did Matt's son really, was that the first? Yes. The first you knew you were the manager of the Brewers, Matt's son called you? It was Matt Arnold on the phone, so I picked it up. I said, hey, what do you got? And it was, it was FaceTime. So it was him on the phone, Tyler. And we spent some time together last year, and I've gotten to know Tyler over the years. But um, he said, how would you like to be the manager of the Brewers? That was just, it was, it was great. Yeah. How many conversations had you had with Matt as part of the process, which I guess could have started at any point you think it could have started? Yeah. I don't remember dates and things like that, but we talked quite a bit uh, during the time. But um, I respected what he was going through in his process and his his team was doing. So I didn't try to bug him about anything or inquire. I just, when they called me, I, I took the call. You said something interesting during your, your introductory press conference because you've got decades of service coaching and managing in baseball. And a lot of that is in college. Over 900 wins in college. Thousand. Successful. Thousand. Right on the nose. Get is it, right. it right on the nose? Right on the nose. Last See, I'm, game. I'm, I'm North Carolina. Okay. I'm Notre Dame and ASU, I'm thinking, was 900. 900 plus. something, yeah. I'm I missing some, something out of there, right? Division three. There's some Division three when I first okay. started. Yeah. One, Thousand. Last game ever. College World Series. Last, last game I ever coached, beat North Carolina 1,000. Did you know it was win number 1,000 at that well, time? A lot of people told me, yeah. Yeah. They told me before the game, this is going to be win number 1,000. How meaningful is that? Uh, you know, it's kind of cool that it's just that number. I think if it was 1,003, it wouldn't, wouldn't mean as much. But the fact that my last college game was that, um, my second last, because we lost the last game I coached to go to the national championship. But, um, yeah, it's cool. Is that even part of your calculus, Matt, when, when you're identifying all the traits that make a great manager? 
oh, by the way, he has a thousand wins at a yeah. very different level, but a thousand managerial Absolutely. wins. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're looking at winning and he's been a winner everywhere he's been. It's whether it's in the, the minor leagues as a, uh, as a coach there, you know, here with the Brewers for many years. Um, and then obviously a thousand wins on top of that. Yeah. That's, that's a big deal for, for everybody. Cause you, you don't have a lot of people that can say that. You Notre Dame teams might've been able to beat the Expos. I, I don't know. Maybe a stretch. No, I'll tell you, um, that was a great experience. All, all, all that was a great experience, and I, w- I was not very good. You know what I mean? I was just really, really um, focused, and I was, my heart was in the right place. I just wasn't equipped to be as good as I could be. You know what I mean? So you're young. I'm a 28-year-old head coach, and we won a lot of games right in a row. Averaged 46 wins a year for seven years or something. Nobody in Notre Dame history had done that. Notre Dame non-scholarship were playing for Omaha three years in a row, Final 16. And um, you think you're good. You know what I mean? Like, everybody's telling you you're good, and you think you're a good coach. And um, you get a rude awakening when you start learning about this profession, what it's really all about. Then you, you realize, be careful, guys. I tell young coaches, be careful. You win a lot of games, you think you're good. That, that's a big mistake. Was there a humbling moment for you along the way? There's been a lot. There's been a lot of humbling moments. What stands out? Well, just arriving at ASU and immediately I'm following a legend. Nobody liked me. You know, no, you could tell. You feel it. Uh, hey, don't you realize what I've done? I'm good. And then coaching in the six-pack when there was only six teams in that Pac-10 thing, six teams, and there you play each other twice, and it was war. And, um, you know, it was, it was shocking. And I learned from a lot of coaches there about how to win baseball games, not just manage games, how to win baseball games. And um, we, didn't get our, we, we didn't get our fannies handed to us. We were always really good. But I wasn't winning at the level early that I wanted to. And our teams weren't winning at the level that, that I wanted. And, yeah, it's like, how are we going to do this? You've got to change. You've got to adjust. You're in the thoroughs of roster construction, making trades, trying to maneuver some pieces, Matt. How does Brandon Woodruff's injury alter your calculus for approaching the offseason with some more established veterans? Yeah, look, I mean, we, we've, we had, um, frankly, very little uh, of Brandon Woodruff last year, you know, and so that's, that's something that is, is, uh, is on our mind. But the reality is we, we didn't have a lot of him um, last year to, to help us. When he was around, he was excellent. Um, but we know how good he can be. Um, you know, but when it comes to the, the team as a whole, sure. And anytime you, you don't have somebody like Brandon Woodruff, there's no question it impacts how you, how you build a team. Um, and we're just going to have to find a way to, to, to fill those innings. And um, we're working hard at that right now. We're, we're continuing to evaluate our team every day. Um, and so we still have a lot of work to do, but we have a long off season, um, and it goes into the season. You know, we've made trades early in the season to continue to help our team. Uh, we want to be aggressive to help the team and uh, give Pat and the, and the coaches the best players we can to, to win games. In Milwaukee, how do you thread the needle of, you know, maximizing the talent that you have while also understanding that not all the talent you have will be there long term and might be approaching a, a, a deadline or a contract year? Yeah, I mean, I think it starts all the way down into international and, and scouting and uh, player development and making sure you have a really good pipeline. 
um, our foundation here. We have a lot of good scouts and a lot of good coaches, not just here at the major league level, but in the minor leagues as well. Um, and you have to have a good pipeline in the smallest market in the, in the big leagues to have success. Um, and fortunately, we're in a good spot because we, we've had a very good major league team. Uh, and we also have a pretty strong system, you know, and I think that speaks to the health of the franchise as a whole. Ricky Weeks also part of the equation. It's great to see him, first of all. Um, I, I'll be candid. Just covering Ricky the way I did, I, I would not have picked him out of the group to be an associate manager in the big leagues. Um, but he has certainly been around much more in the last couple of years, and I've not spoken with him much. So what is it about Ricky? I bring up his name, Pat, and you start smiling. Yeah, no, you're wrong. You know what I mean, like you don't, yeah. you didn't see that, but I didn't. you're on my side of it, and you're looking at it, you're getting to know him or whatever. No question. It's a, it's a slam dunk. It's a coup. You talk about signing players, and he has to thread the needle. That's very accurate. What these guys are doing, constructing that year in and year out. We brand-new roster every year. You know what I mean? Like, pretty much, compared to the other teams, you know? And for them to do that is pretty special. But this hire, man, we killed it. We killed it. This guy's impactful. He's impactful. How is he most impactful? I'll ask you that as well, Matt. Yeah, in, in the time that I've been around him, I think he walks in the room and has instant credibility um, just, just because of the back of his baseball card. But then you start talking to this guy, and he's really curious, and he really asks a lot of great questions. And he has unbelievable leadership skills, you know, the, the major league manager and still connect with the guys in the dugout in, across all kinds of different spectrums. And I think that's, that's just a wonderful characteristic of Ricky Weeks. You've got decades of service coaching and managing in baseball. And a lot of that is in college. Over 900 wins in college. What thousand. Successful thousand. Right on the nose. Get is it, it right. right on the nose? Right on the nose. Last See, I'm, game, I'm, I'm, I'm North Notre, Carolina. Okay, I'm Notre Dame and ASU. I'm thinking was nine hundred. Nine hundred something. Yeah, I'm I missing some, something out of there, right? Division three. There's some Division three when I first okay. started. Yeah, One, thousand. Last game ever. College World Series. Last last game I ever coached. Beat North Carolina. One thousand. Did you know it was win number one thousand at that well, time? A lot of people told me. Yeah. Yeah. They told me before the game this is going to be win number thousand. How meaningful is that? Uh, you know, it's kind of cool that it's just that number. I think if it was 1,003, it wouldn't, wouldn't mean as much. But the fact that my last college game was that, um, my second last, because we lost the last game I coached to go to the national championship. But, um, yeah, it's cool. Is that even part of your calculus, Matt, when, when you're identifying all the traits that make a great manager? Oh, by the way, he has 1,000 wins at a yeah. very different level but a thousand managerial absolutely wins. yeah i mean we're we're looking at winning and he's been a winner everywhere he's been it's whether it's in the the minor leagues as a uh as a coach there you know here with the brewers for many years um and then obviously a thousand wins on top of that yeah that's that's a big deal for for everybody because you, you don't have a lot of people that can say that you Notre dame teams might have been able to beat the expos i, I don't know maybe a stretch no i'll tell you um that was a great experience. All, all, all that was a great experience, and I, w I was not very good. You know what I mean? I was just really, really um, focused, and I was, my heart was in the right place. I just wasn't equipped to be as good as I could be. You know what I mean? So you're young. I'm a 28-year-old head coach, and we won a lot of games right in a row. Averaged 46 wins a year for seven years or something. Nobody in Notre Dame history had done that. Notre Dame non-scholarship were playing for Omaha three years in a row, Final 16. And um, you think you're good. You know what I mean? Like, everybody's telling you you're good, and you think you're a good coach. And um, 
you get a rude awakening when you start learning about this profession, what it's really all about. Then you, you realize, be careful, guys. I tell young coaches, be careful. You win a lot of games, you think you're good. That, that's a big mistake. Was there a humbling moment for you along the way? There's been a lot. There's been a lot of humbling moments. What stands out? Well, just arriving at ASU and immediately I'm following a legend. Nobody liked me. You know, no, you can tell. You feel it. Uh, hey, don't you realize what I've done? I'm good. And then coaching in the six-pack when there was only six teams in that Pac-10 thing, six teams, and there you play each other twice, and it was war. And, um, you know, it was, it was shocking. And I learned from a lot of coaches there about how to win baseball games, not just manage games, how to win baseball games. And um, we, didn't get our, we, we didn't get our fannies handed to us. We were always really good. But I wasn't winning at the level early that I wanted to. And our teams weren't winning at the level that, that I wanted. And, yeah, it's like, how are we going to do this? You've got to change. You've got to adjust. There's a bet out there. There's a bet. What's the over-under? I think there's, there's a bet. I'm not sure. I don't follow the line. But there's some bets out there going. I don't, I don't, think, I don't think I'm going to get ejected. Not once? I don't believe it. I don't believe so. <laughs> do you think he's mellowed? Uh, I'm, I'm guessing Pat at Notre Dame was ejected. Often. Yep. <laughs> Pat at ASU was probably tossed out of a couple. Often. No, I just... <laughs> I'm, I'm starting to umpire more. I'm seeking to understand the umpire. And I think I've gotten to the point where I have. they got a tough job. So I'm, I don't think I'll be ejected. Okay. All right. Well, more bunting or more ejections. You don't think you're going to bunt much. You don't think you'll get ejected. I'll set the over-under at five ejections mm. and five bunts. Where are you taking my line, over or under? On both. Under on ejections, over on bunts. Bunting's back. Did you hear that, Matt? Bunting's back. <laughs> Forget the analytics. Bunting is back. Totally. I didn't say bunting's back. I said I wouldn't bunt this year, nor would Ricky. Meaning personally. Yeah, personally, he's not bunting. Personally, <laughs> yeah. you are not bunting. Uh, I don't know that Ricky laid one down terribly often in his yeah, career. Not a uh, Impressive batting practice, though. Um, one message for Brewers fans going into... The winter, when moves are made, you're back from the winter meetings, Matt. You're approaching that time where the calendar flips and all of a sudden you start looking at spring training. If you could send a message to Brewers fans today, what would that be? Uh, I, I'm excited. I mean, today's a, today's a special day. I mean, to have guys like Pat Murphy and Ricky Weeks in our dugout, um, I wouldn't want to mess with these guys. And that's, that, that's something that I think they bring a, a tenacity to our team, um, I would not want to mess with this team, um, and I think they're going to be leaders right at the front uh, on the top step. And that's that's something I think um, you know I think a lot of people will be behind them too. Um, for a lot of years, we've had a lot of people behind these guys, and and it just continued to grow and continue to galvanize our entire staff because we're excited to work with these guys. I want to do whatever I can to help these guys, and and we're going to do everything we can every single day to win every single every single game. Pat, I'll ask you the same question. A message for Brewers fans as we head into the key moments of the offseason. Yeah, I think it's, um, I think it's going to be great. I think that uh, I'd love to have them come and check us out, give us a chance, and, and um, you know, you're not going to see us give in. You know, you're not going to see us. We're not going to win all the time. We're not going to please you all the time. But, you know, 
check out who we are and, and what our team plays like. That's that's the most important thing. What do we play like? You know, um, I think it's something they can be proud of. Does it feel weird saying that? I mean, you won 92 games a year ago, right? Fans did come out. Yeah, it's hard. I, I it's think hard expectations are still pretty high. It's hard to maintain it. That's great. My expectations are higher than that, but it's hard. And history tells us it's very, very hard. What you do is you worry about how they play, and then the translation is usually positive outcomes. But we're going to focus on that the process of how they play. Pat Murphy, Matt Arnold. Pat and Matt in the Morning would be a great radio show, by the way. Boy. <laughs> Not quite yet. We'll, we'll tee that up. Yet. Not, Not yet. yet. No, you got a long <laughs> tenure here as Brewers manager. Congratulations, Pat. Thanks. Matt, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.